Okay, today I brought a reading from Carl Sagan. Just like any good church, we're going to open up with a reading from Carl Sagan. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to ask for your attention, and then we're going to talk about it, um, about why I brought this. But it is four paragraphs long, and I know my brain when someone's reading to me out loud. Actually, I totally love being read to out loud. But sometimes it can disperse, so just try as best you can to notice if you're dispersing and bring yourself back to presence in um, a really awake listening. Does that sound good? So maybe even do this with your jaw, like, ah, open your ears, your ear holes, and just notice them. Um, and maybe we close the windows so that we can hear, uh, so everyone can hear, and then we'll reopen. So this is an excerpt from um, Carl Sagan's book, The Pale Blue Dot which was inspired by an image taken at um, Sagan's suggestion by the Voyager 1 on Valentine's Day 1990. And it was right um, when the Voyager 1 was on the fringes of the solar system, and he suggested that they turn Voyager 1 around and take a picture of the Earth. Right? Have you guys heard this story? Um, Oh, really? Oh, I'm so excited. Um, And this, it's going to suck because... (laughs) You can't see anything, but do you see that arrow? There's like a tiny little dot in the darkness there, and that's us, like from the edges of the solar system. Isn't that cool? Um, And this is what Carl Sagan wrote about it. Look again at that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love, everyone you know, Everyone you ever heard of, every human being who ever was, lived out their lives. The aggregate of our joy and suffering, thousands of confident religions, ideologies, and economic doctrines, every hunter and forager, every hero and cowherd, every creator and destroyer of civilization, every king and peasant, Every young couple in love, every mother and father, hopeful child, inventor and explorer, every teacher of morals, every corrupt politician, every superstar, every supreme leader, every saint and sinner in the history of our species lived there on a moat of dust suspended in a sunbeam. The earth is a very small stage in a vast cosmic arena. Think of the rivers of blood spilled by all those generals and emperors so that in glory and triumph they could become the momentary masters of a fraction of a dot. Think of the endless cruelties visited by the inhabitants of one corner of this pixel on the scarcely distinguishable inhabitants of some other corner. How frequent their misunderstandings, how eager they are to kill one another, how fervent their hatreds. Our posturings, our imagined self-importance, the delusion that we have some privileged position in the universe are challenged by this point of pale light. Our planet is a lonely speck in the great enveloping cosmic dark. In our obscurity, in all this vastness, there is no hint that help will come from elsewhere to save us from ourselves. The earth is the only world known so far to harbor life. There is nowhere else, at least in the near future, to which our species could migrate. 
Visit, yes, settle, not yet. Like it or not, for the moment, the earth is where we make our stand. It has been said that astronomy is a humbling and character-building experience. There is perhaps no better demonstration of the folly of human conceits than this distant image of our tiny world. To me, it underscores our responsibility to deal more kindly with one another and to preserve and cherish the pale blue dot, the only home we've ever known. I know, right? It's so good. Um, what I like about this is that this is like the most perspective, essentially, that we've ever had from Earth, right? And what he lands on in the very end is kindness. Like, that's what he lands on. He's like, this is what I get from this vast, vast perspective, is can we be kinder to one another, right? Um, and we have this tendency in ourselves to either inflate or deflate. And I think part of the work of yoga is can we inhabit ourselves as we are, right? As we are in the moment. And that means can we stop comparing and also can we stop accounting, right? Because when we're either deflating ourselves, we oftentimes get into that comparison thing and also pushing away because we want to like build ourselves up because we feel small, right? And when we inflate ourselves too big, then we're like accounting all the time of all the great things we did. And what does that do when we're comparing or we're accounting? It takes us out of presence. It takes us out of presence. I think it was Teddy Roosevelt, I just heard this quote recently, who said that comparison is the thief of joy, right? Comparison is the thief of joy. And Mark Nepo says that misery stems from lack of perspective. And so when Carl Sagan pulls us out, right, and we're able to see this like, huge perspective, the thing that he lands on is kindness. And I like um, when I'm thinking about words like kindness, rather than being like, I know what kindness, I really like to investigate that word and that idea with curiosity, right? Like, what does kindness actually mean for me, like as I'm moving in my life? Um, because I think we can be like, oh, I know what kind means, but do you really? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, what does it actually mean in your life? And there's this um, word in Hebrew called chesed, which I talked about a little bit. You have to do that with the H's in Hebrew, <laughs> which I talked a little bit about a couple of weeks ago. And the translation of it, kind of the brief translation of it is loving kindness, but the more expansive translation of it is a conversation, right? Where faith and kindness has rooms for doubt has room for curiosity, has room for that really vast, wide perspective. And that's the kind of kindness that I'm interested in, is where there can be a conversation back and forth, where there's room for the whole expanse of our human experience, where we're moving away from good and bad, where we're moving away from polarizing everything. Does this make sense to you, friends? And um, when we get small inside of ourselves and think that we're the center of the universe, um, and do the accounting and the comparing, it really is the thief of joy because we are not present and it is also so unkind to ourselves. And I don't know about you, but when I get small, there's this voice inside of my head that is very mean, um, mostly to me. And one of the inquiries that I like to have when I find myself falling into judgment, right, is what am I trying, what am I avoiding feeling right now through this judgment? 
And that means like, what am I avoiding feeling something if I'm judging someone else? I look at you, Tara, I'm like, if I'm judging you. <laughs> um, or if I'm judging myself, because either way, that judgment is between me and something that I'm trying to feel. And sometimes as human beings, I think that we feel that our heart isn't stretchy enough to hold it all, but it is. Our hearts are so expansive, you guys. It has room for all the um, sort of suffering and the pain in this life, and it has room for all the highs of jo- highs and joys of this life. And that's the truth of it. And I think that we think that we can't handle it, but we totally can. If this is where we're living in the universe, we can handle it. And we can stop judging and getting small or making ourselves bigger than we are and inhabit the full stature. And we see this in asana all the time, right? Where um, we meet a pose on a different day and we're like, wait, yesterday I could do this arm balance or this handstand or whatever it is that we're doing. And then today we can't, right? And what happens when that happens? Then we're like, oh, I suck now. Like immediately there's some sort of like judgment that happens. But can we meet the pose from where we are from that place of expansiveness, knowing that our hearts are just that stretchy? And that's just an example of in the body, like low stakes territory here. And the same goes for anything, any of the struggles that we meet in our life, right? Um, So thanks, Carl. We're going to do a practice. We're going to do some chanting. It's going to be awesome. Bring your hands to your heart. It's going to be sweaty. Window people, open the windows. (laughs) 